This podcast is made for fun and is not subsidized. Hello and welcome to Orinda Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi. I'm your host Orinda and today we are talking about Doctor Who with Jonathan Ford. Doctor Who is a British sci-fi television program broadcast since 1963. The program depicts the adventures of a Time Lord called the Doctor. The Doctor explores the universe in a time-traveling spaceship called the TARDIS. Its exterior appears as a blue British police box which was a common sight in Britain in 1963. With various companions, the Doctor combats foes, works to save civilizations and help people in need. Personally, I don't have much with Doctor Who. And maybe that is really weird because I do like sci-fi. Perhaps it has to do something with the time traveling or just how it is set up. Although because of this episode I dived into the world of Doctor Who and I must say it's a fresh breath to watch something new and totally different sci-fi what I normally watch. Our guest today is Jonathan Ford. He works for the NHS for many years. He has a passion for fantasy and sci-fi. Hello Jonathan, thank you for joining us. Hello Erinda and thank you for having me here to talk about about my interest in um, Doctor Who, which I have been for many years, uh, which I have had uh, an interest rather for many years. I became a fan uh, probably in um, uh, my early teens or even before. So yes, it's... Uh, I guess it's a long time. Yes. So how have you been become interested in Doctor Who? Well, I think it was probably because it was a fairly... Um, in the days when I was watching, it was probably firstly in the John Kirby era. That's when I really remember things. And... Uh, during that time, it was, um, and before and after, um, a fairly family-friendly show. I remember us all watching it uh, together, uh, myself and my, my family. So um, there was nothing to really object about it, which was a good thing. Um, and also, it was just... Um, uh, interesting uh, you'd end up in a different um, environment every week and uh, it, it was uh, generally you could go anywhere so that was the key you could you could go anywhere and do anything if you had a TARDIS <laughs> <laughs> yeah was this also the uh, program that you become loved of in like sci-fi or did you have other programs as well um uh, yeah well th- that was um the main one probably but um i have uh, other interests in uh, programs and you you may or may not have heard of these um i could name a few uh, Blake Seven was another favorite um, uh, program. Uh, Sapphire and Steel. There was the Tomorrow People, which was uh, a tea time favorite in the weekdays. And um, 
in the early, uh, probably in the 70s, the, the BBC had a number of um, fantasy programs on as well, which were um, of that ilk as well. I can't necessarily remember all the names, but I think that what I'm going to remember was actually ITV, and it was a program called um, a sky. It was 1975, and it was about a, a boy called Sky. So it was all kind of floating around there, but I suppose that Doctor Who was the main one, yes. <laughs> okay. What do you like so much about Doctor Who? Um, again, I, I said it's a family friendly thing, really, and. Um, and yes, it, it's a fairly moral program. The the good the good guys generally win. Um, yes, and it's also a um, social history bit as well. Particularly, I'm thinking of an episode of Doctor Who called um, Remembrance of the Daleks, and that was uh, featuring Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor. And that um, contains lots of adventure and uh, special effects, etc., etc., but also some nice uh, social points. Um, there was, um, for instance, um, in the window of the guest house um, uh, that um, Ace was staying in now, in that period, there was a sign which uh, in the window which said no colors which obviously wouldn't be acceptable today but was obviously a sign of the times in those days when program so yes it's um and also in that particular episode as well there's a there's a speech um held in a cafe about uh sugar is quite a well-known speech and uh, we delve into uh slavery a bit there and yes so it's got a bit of a bit of everything in it i think okay yes. <laughs> um if we were talking about you being a doctor who fan how big are you fan of doctor who like are you collecting things are you going to conventions I, uh, yes well collecting things i haven't got a huge collection of models but i've got some models um my favorite of which is um, a bust of a Cyberman taken from the, um, the story um, Earth Shock. And that was my favorite Cyberman design or evolution or whatever you can say. Also my favorite model, which I have, uh, which I actually got at the Doctor Who um, experience, which was uh, um, put on in Cardiff over a period of five years and it was a um, an experience an, an interactive experience and also it was a um, two floors of exhibitions and uh, exhibits from the show uh, models and uh, characters so that was good yes and I have um, been through that actually through that experience of a few friends of mine coming there and people coming to visit who are now friends um, I have 
made a lot of friends to that place. And indeed, um, I now know a lot of people that have been to the, the, ne the Netherlands, which... Um, uh, I am from. <laughs> where, yes, indeed, which I know a lot of people from now. And I've been there to my doctor connections as well. Regularly, I've been to an event called the Capital, which has been held at Gatwick um, for many years. That's to do with the Doctor Who Appreciation Society. Um, but we've had a bit of a dry period there because of the pandemic. I do enjoy um, going to that. And the event has been rescheduled for 2022. So we hope that goes ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I can agree to you with that, with about uh, finding friends all over the world when you are uh, being a total geek fan of him, uh, with that. Uh, right. I, I have it with Star Trek a lot. And, you know, I always say um, and find its experience itself is that um, there is a, uh, some kind of an atmosphere at those events and everybody is uh, treating you like equal and everyone is it's not stupid or whatever uh, when you are uh, being in cosplay and dress yourself up for just for example only doctor who or star trek or whatever and yes yes that's right and it is very nice to uh, meet people all over the world on an event like that and uh, make new friends of course and of course uh, friends from online that you never met but meet on an event like that that's awesome yes that's um that's great too and you you've got a common interest as well you can say immediately what you do think about either naming an episode many people would be able to do or people may say to you to like what was the episode called uh, this was in or that was it and so yes it's great that, that almost immediately you can enter into a conversation with um, people who, who have a common interest mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um do you have any favorite doctor and which one and why um yes i have um a favorite Doctor, probably John Pertwee was my favorite. Um, growing uh, up, he was kind of my doctor, as I put it. Um, and uh, but my my favorite um, stories, perhaps different year, oddly enough, um, uh, and of course Tom Baker, who ran it, who was the longest serving doctor, I believe. Um, there's a few adventures there, of course, but uh, those that stick out on, in my mind, in fact, Tom Baker adventure would be um, The Robots of Death, um, which was a whodunit-themed uh, episode, but with robots. And that was um, an interesting ep episode, and I thought the de design of those particular robots were um, were very good. Um, then, of course, as I 
mentioned uh, Remembrance of the Daleks um, for its adventure and really, really a bit of everything. Um, so yeah, and, and that was uh, with Sylvester McCoy. And I do also like a couple, um, one particularly with, um, uh, yes, um, The Curse of Fenwick is also a, a good one that I like well with, um, that was with, uh, yes, why, why is that escaping me now, but for someone tell me, oh yes, with the, uh, yeah, so, oh yeah, all spanning, you know, throughout the, um, the ages and the incarnations of uh, Doctor Who, classic, as what I would call it, when before we had a break and before the, what I would call it, new Who came along, um, I actually work in a hospital and the um, underground tunnels that I, that are in that hospital were, were used for the first episode of the new, what I call, New Who, which was an episode entitled Rose, and um, I can say that I know those tunnels, <laughs> things like that, which was, which was nice, and Cardiff, of course, which I live in, is where it all was all filmed, so uh, it's nice to point out things. Um, Land, landmarks, be able to identify landmarks and everything, uh, which um, was featured in uh, in the program. Yeah, I think that's a, in one way it must be weird because you know that they recorded there and or filmed it there, uh, but yeah, it's in one way it's also uh, nice to know, and uh, I think if people are really interested in that, then, then uh, you have a nice story to tell. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's right. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Um, if you could change something in the concept of Doctor Who, what would you like to change as a fan? Um, what would I like to change? Um, I'd have liked, I think, um the uh, it was a bit sub we had a when Colin Baker was doing the program um and who I've met um Colin Baker actually uh incidentally but I I also met and had a picture with the current doctor Jodie Foster uh, Jodie Foster sorry I mean Jodie Whittaker <laughs> Sorry, um, and no, but uh, yeah, Colin Baker, his um, tenure at um, cut off a bit. Um, I've been been listening to an interview of his, and um, basically they just wanted to replace the Doctor because I think they don't, they didn't think that his character or his persona was going down too well, and so I liked um, him to been able to carry on and in fact in the first episode of Sylvester Coy whose name I now remember for being in the um, um, the Curse of Fenwick that was was an episode that I enjoyed from his um, tenure um, and 
But Cody Baker was actually there for, for the regeneration scene. So I'd have liked Cody Baker to have had a bit longer. Um, incidentally, for anybody who's interested, he's now um, recording for Big Finish, which is uh, the audio adventures in which he is able to um, complete his develop, developmental arc as he quotes in the um, tribute. So that period, I'd like it to have carried on. Obviously, the, the show was cancelled for a bit and then came back in its new form with, with what I call New Who. So, um, yeah, but so I would have liked that period to have not happened really, of course. But the new who um, of the, um, I quite enjoy some of that as well. I still think actually my my favourite episode of from from what I would call new who is an episode entitled Dark, and it's just basically um, featuring one Dalek and exploring the personality or whatever. So which is good. So that's nice, but I'd like to have a bit more Colin Baker on TV. <laughs> yeah, I uh, um, I read a lot of things about uh, the last Doctor, Jody. Um, how are Doctor Who fans looking at her now? Because I knew there were a lot of negative reaction on that Doctor Who was going to be a female. Oh right, yes, yes. Um, I wasn't thinking one of those. I wasn't. I I would say that it was a surprise. But uh, no, I would say on reflection and having having met her as well, she seemed really nice, really chatty. But in the show as well, um, I think her and the team uh, work for her on screen fam family as it were. Um, assistants, followers, friends, whatever you'd like to say. That team really works well. Um, yes, I, I don't, I, I've enjoyed um, it actually. And my, uh, an interesting point that um, about it was, in fact, my mother mentioned it, um, first episode of new one where um yes where um one of the one of the characters was having trouble riding a bike and um apparently it's revealed as well throughout series that he has a condition called dyspraxia which is uh, apparently a um a condition to do with lack of coordination and uh in, indeed, so my mother said, oh, did you pick that up? I said, no, uh, she, uh, apparently I have it as well, but I just didn't know what it was called. <laughs> so that was uh, that was an interesting point about all that as well. So yes, um, but no, I enjoyed her tenure as Doctor, which I believe is coming or has come to an end. And we, I think, are now only going to see her in another couple of stories from what I hear and then um, somebody else step into her shoes so who knows <laughs> okay
Um, well, let's talk about uh, the friends of Doctor Who and the enemies of Doctor Who. Um, tell me what, uh, in what context do you like about them and what not? And yeah, just let's talk about Yeah, that. um, yeah. So, uh, well, I, I say if I go with, uh, favorites and things like that, I'll, I'll say that. Okay, well, my, um, I'll say my, probably my, my favorite enemy of Doctor Who, if you like, is the Cybermen. Um, I suppose I have a particular in interest in them because very, very ma many years ago, I got a collection of Doctor Who audio cassettes. So, so you could tell how long ago that was, <laughs> and, and, um, and that was um, a history of the Cybermen, read by David Banks, who played the, the Cyber Leader in in many of the stories, and um, he was narrating a kind of history of them a kind of archive history and uh, he presented them as people who as men and women who um, wanted to survive and um, so they ended up developing spare parts and interestingly enough one of the only Doctor Who audio adventure that I have is um, one called Spare Parts which is really good, made me cry at the end. So, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So they were, I think, only trying to preserve their life in the beginning, but ended up trying to take over the world. So, yeah. But um, <laughs> and there were many others um, of uh, doctors. Um, the Daleks, of course. I'm <laughs> looking at a few Daleks now. Of course. And I tell you what else I'm looking at because then then that. So I'm also looking at uh, something called a women, which was um, a monster only appeared once, as far as I'm aware, in an episode called The Ark in Space. And that was an episode of Tom Baker um, when they were, you know, on a, on a space station, so that was interesting. I'm looking at a Croton, which was an episode called The Crotons, which was um, uh, Patrick Troughton, that was only the second Doctor Who, and that was a favorite adventure of mine of his era. I'm also, incidentally, looking at Bessie, which was the roadster car driven by John Pertwee in in his senior show. Um, enemy wise who can forget the master in a uh, actual person uh, played by um, a couple of characters over the years uh, Roger Del Delgado and Anthony Ainley and uh, a few others more recently is but uh, yeah it's, it's good to good to have a balance of good and evil 
And as I say, it's usually the case that um, everybody comes out all right. Um, we've had a few characters who've come to a sticky end, unfortunately, but, uh, but that's life. <laughs> what I'm wondering now is, um, do you see any difference in the Doctor Who series from uh, the old days and now? Yes, I, I think probably it's evolved with, and uh, now we're seeing probably um, more up-to-date things, like more up-to-date special effects, and um, there's a comparison actually in the five Doctors, which was the an anniversary story, it's, it's actually got it on the DVD. There's a there's an effect, a new effect that they've done for the new era anyway, and the old effect. And I must say that I prefer the old. <laughs> but yeah, yes. So you've got some more special effects and everything, and they're off of the these days as well. They're trying to. Um, make the show, I think, more inclusive, more reflective of the various apparent genders that we have now, nowadays, the, the variety of, uh, yeah, of that kind of thing, and, it, and it's getting to be even more kind of um, environmentally aware as well, um, with messages about that from recent series about pollution and all of that, um, which it adds, so it's become more that way, I think. I think in the old days, I think um, it was all adventure and kind of um, good against evil, which was presented in the form of a monster, a bad thing, a bad man, a bad behavior. There have been some that have reflected on the uh, issue of nu nu nuclear power in the past as well, which is good. But I think even more these days, it's becoming more inclusive and aware of um, everybody around, aware of um, protecting the environment around us. So it's, it's always been a show which is told which has had a message, but I think, yeah, which has, which has been, I suppose, relevant to the people at the time. So it's continuing with that. Um, well, my last question for you is, do you have any favorite episodes people need to watch? And in which Doctor Who is it? Well, yeah, as I say, um, as I've mentioned a few times now, remembrance the Daleks is a good one for for various points of view. Um, yeah, that's got action, adventure, and also a bit of a moral story. Um, and another favorite of mine would, as I say, be um, the robot's death for um, the reasons I've mentioned before. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, if any of, um, yeah, the Tom Baker uh, would be a good place to start, I think. But I think if you want a general introduction, I think, as I've said to you and people, people who've asked, I say that um, 
the um, remembrance of the Daleks is uh, one for having a bit of everything in it. Um, another of my favorites, because it's based on the model that I have, is um, the um, uh, the Cyberman uh, story that I mentioned. The um, yeah, Earth Shock, sorry, temporarily forgot them. I do like my Earth Shock Cyberman bus, and uh, it's a bit sad at the end, uh, but I won't spoil it by um, telling everyone what happens. But that would also be a good one, I think, to watch as well. And of course, the genesis of the Daleks, where we first see the Daleks being created, is another good one. It presents us with a very moral dilemma in where the Doctor has an opportunity to destroy, the, to prevent, or to have modified the creation of the Daleks. So all that is very good, particularly as the Daleks have had such a long life span. And so that would be another key one, I think, for people to watch. Yeah, I think the Daleks is always coming back in every series of the <laughs> Doctor Who. Yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I remember that I uh, watched the 8th, no, the 9th, the 10th and the 11th Doctor. And I always, it's, uh, I have, uh, um, before this episode, I rewatched it again. And um, I must say it's uh, a little bit fresh breath for... Uh, of, it's very different to the sci-fi I always watch, so it right, was, yes, yes. So it's nice to uh, become acquainted with it again, and now I can see um, the film part of it. Good, good. Well, that's that's great. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you, Jonathan, for being my guest today, and I hope we can talk to you again in another episode. In the next episode, we will talk about Harry Potter. Let me know what you think of this episode, or if you'd like to comment, you can do that on the podcast hosting site Podbean and Google Podcast on the Facebook group, the Discord server, at YouTube channel of Orinda Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. And of course on Twitter at O-T-F-A-S-P. I am Orinda and thank you for listening to Orinda Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi. See you next time.